Hello and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and we're going to be talking about another episode of Inspiration Monday. And so on this episode, uh, my wife isn't with me, Leah. She is resting at home. She's on spring break from working with students all throughout the year um, remotely. Um, but I'm just so proud of her. I thank God for her. And I just want to talk to you today about marriage. And won't keep you long. This will be shorter. <laughs> and uh, just want to encourage all of you out there. Uh, we're all living these lives and doing so many different things and running businesses and uh, educating students and taking care of our own children. For those of you who have children, um, just praying for each of you, you know, where you're at, right, where you're at in life and different circumstances, situation. But real quick, let me just pray before I get started. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to come again on a, another beautiful Monday and to share my heart, Father, and to share your heart, really, your word, and to be a vessel of hope and encouragement to those who are listening. And we pray that this message will go even further and reach even more people and hearts and minds and right where they're at in their careers and their pursuits and their businesses and their families and in their homes, wherever they may be, Father that you would encourage them and bring them new hope and that they would not give up, but that way they would press on in situations, but also um, and how to love and also to receive love as well. We thank you now for this opportunity in Yeshua's name. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. So just talking about marriage. So first of all, I was thinking about it today because, well, my wife and I are celebrating 19 years of marriage this month. And we had a beautiful weekend and just really had some time we needed away. And uh, we'll continue to celebrate throughout this week. And for me, it's really a big honor to acknowledge my wife and to show my gratitude uh, to the Father above based on what he has done and the love that he brought me in my life. Um, I don't deserve her. I don't deserve all the goodness that he brings to me, the things that he's provided for me, even in the midst of my challenges, how he's kept me. But God is so good. He cares about each and every one of us. Like he said, he numbers the hair. He knows the numbers of the hair on our head. And so God cares about us. And he's so intricately in tune with us. And with that said, it's like that relationship. When, when Christ comes back, we're going to be redeemed unto himself and uh, brought to the Father, we will get to see the Father and all His goodness one day. For those of you who are, you know, followers of Christ and, and have accepted Him as Lord and Savior, and that's what He desires for all men, that none should perish, but they should um, be saved, that they would have everlasting life. And that is our desire as well. So I just want to encourage you anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're married or you're, you're, you're engaged or uh, have a desire to be married and have a mate. Putting God first is the most important thing I can tell you because he deals with us, our relationship, our marriage to him first and where we're at in life. We're not perfect, but he's the one who's doing a perfecting process. He's the one who's making us more and more into his image each and every day. And 
when you're married, it's important to date your spouse, to be in tune with your spouse. I like to say I study my wife, always getting to know her little nuances. If I do something new with her and different, how I engage her, how I say something different to her, um, how I date her and, and places I take her and things that we do together. Um, all those things are so important. <clears throat> I just want to encourage you that those things are, 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 are priceless. I'm so thankful for my wife. She's supported me in business, whether businesses have thrived or not, whether it's been an insurance, whether it's working for a company or this last project we've been working on that we're finally launching. It's been a long, long time in the making, but she has been consistent. And I've also tried to be as consistent as possible. And she has supported me no matter what. She's always supported me in my dreams, even when I didn't have full clarity on what all God was doing. She has supported me, even when she didn't fully understand or maybe didn't have the same drive or desire as me. She supported me. <clears throat> and I, her, it's important as your spouse. It's like with the two hemispheres of the brain. You have the left brain and the right brain. Well, they cross over on the other side, like the right side may affect the left side of the body and the right side of the body affect the left side of the body. Well, it's the same thing. In other words, we should be thinking about each other. With your spouse, you should just show love and pour out and think about how you can meet their need throughout the week and throughout the day. It doesn't mean you're counting every little detail and you're exhaustively constantly, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I got to cook dinner. I got to. No, it's it should be a joyous process. Even when there's challenges or your spouse might be going through something and discouraged or down. I've had many moments like that, having nothing to do with my wife and vice versa, her having down moments, nothing to do with me but just things she's had to walk through. But if I wasn't in tune of her, I could see how I could easily disregard her feelings or her emotions, even if she reacted a certain way to me or me to her, or even our children sometimes. But because of being in tune with her, I understand her well enough to say, okay, when something isn't right, I can tell you when something's on her mind, I can even tell you when I can see it. There's certain things I see with her skin and the tension on her face and how the blood flow in her eyes start to change or under her eyes. I literally can see those things. And people will be talking to my wife and talking if she's in this particular mode and something is really weighing heavy on her heart and she really cares and, and they don't see it. And I can see it real clearly. And that's where it's important to be in tune with your spouse because you want to step in and help kind of be there to be that solve and that grace in that moment to just kind of tuck them aside and to help protect them and and cover them. So in a marriage, there's so many different things. There's so many opportunities to love, to, to befriend your spouse and to really have that warm, loving relationship just before you got married even, um, but also how to carry that on years later. I love my wife. I'm in love with my wife. I thank God for my wife. And I will continue to thank him for her daily, literally daily, and my children daily, and throughout the day, uh, because she has just been such a jewel. She has truly been my queen and been a blessing to me in every area of our life, literally. She's willing to sacrifice and give up everything for me and the kids, but I don't want her to have to do that. She knows that I take the brunt of things so she doesn't have to. There's times where I've been accused of things, whether in the family or outside the family with other people about things. And they don't even know that we both have been quiet. And I'm like, whew, 
that if if my wife, if I were to step back and, and you know let her really speak what was on her mind in some situations in the church, outside the church, people would have a real different perspective and they would be disappointed, but they also may be really shocked. But sometimes I've let people say things about me and accuse me even of things um, to take the brunt of things so my wife doesn't have to. And two, we don't have to explain anybody either. That's another thing I want to bring up. There's painful, painful points, both in marriages, outside of marriages. And, and we have a beautiful marriage and, and we um, we enjoy it. We don't look at it as work. We look at it as an opportunity to love and to extend grace and to extend mercy and to receive that from the father and that we may pour it into each other. <clears throat> and so loving your spouse and being there for your spouse, protecting your spouse, covering your spouse is so vitally important. When we first got married, there was times where we saw people try and do little things to try and get in between our marriage, say something or suggest something, or we have friends, maybe they talked about their husband or put them down or things like that. That's a no-no. That's always a no-no. We never do that, especially when those things are not warranted where you feel like you need to vent and stuff like that, just kind of because you don't get your way or because you like to gossip. We've seen a lot of those things and we had to be very discerning of who to be around. I would even pray about who my wife would be around early on in our marriage and just who I could trust, the ladies I could trust with her and not to try and influence her because there's some people out there that are pretty bad and they'll do stuff just because they're not happy because they're single or because they're not happy with their marriage. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, we all have our different life experiences. We've all had different situations where we've seen our parents go through. And that's why it's important to know what you want for your marriage. And you go to the father with that. Before I met my wife, I actually made a list of some things. And most of it had nothing to do with any physical features at all. It was more important about our heart. I remember praying and even saying, Father, when I was in college, I was finishing up my last year. I got so frustrated one time just walking, going to the movies by myself. It was a beautiful, clear moon outside. I was in North Carolina. And I just was like, when, you know, where is my spouse? When am I going to? I said, I'm just tired of walking by myself. I wasn't alone. I was with the father. But of course, that companionship with that woman next to my side and Literally within about 24 hours or so, I got a call <laughs> and it was amazing. But I made a list and I told the father, I said, Lord, I release this to you. I'm going to forget it. I'm going to let it go. But I wrote down what I desired. I gave it to him. I expressed my frustration on the way to the movies where I had me a nice meal and, and a good movie. But um, the father brought my wife and it was a process, but I had to trust him. And so now years later, uh, her and I never get tired of going to the movies with each other. I, I shop for her actually for our anniversary. I, I had some, took her out to dinner, had some reservations at a very nice restaurant. It's called Q1227 in Roseville, California. Uh, just seemed like an amazing couple. The husband is the, the head chef and they start this uh, place in the midst of a pandemic, which is a whole nother thing. That's where, you know, the spouse, the husband and wife working together, you have to be on one accord uh, because if you're not, it, things can disrupt, they can dismantle and even destroy something that's so beautiful. And so the fathers put contingencies in place. And when we abide and listen to the Holy Spirit who is with us, the paraclete to be our counselor, to walk with us, we can't go wrong. Even when things don't go perfect or we didn't, 
make the best decision, but we did our best, it's okay. But just know that loving your spouse is something that can be a lot easier than you think in some cases. And there's other cases where obviously there's situations that were pretty tough and things happen. And, and we've seen those things and <clears throat> with families. And it's not as easy to express that love. You have a desire to. That's why the emotions are real when things don't go as planned. Um, but you want to grow closer together over time. Just like a wine gets sweeter and sweeter, that's been preserved well. There's a whole delicate process. With, here in California, there's a lot of people who have um, vineyards. And we were just in an area with the vineyard the other day. <clears throat> driving through and one thing we notice is how the families who own those fields they care for them everything is in a row everything is in unison everything is together even the wiring where the vines are going to grow on and even the height of the vines and the, and the stumps and everything is just is such a beauty to it and the caretakers come along those rows so they can look at all the different um vines as the the grapes are growing and stuff so there's a delicate process same thing with the marriage we should take as much and more care than with those the actual wine of our marriage of our spouse you should always date your spouse have meals of your spouse you don't have to spend a hundred two three four five hundred dollars especially if you don't have it to show your your loved one that you, you really love them your wife your husband that you love them no let him or her know that, hey, I care about you just by the things that you shared with me just listening. Or how I'm trying to make you laugh when you're down. Or how we just go get a meal or prepare a meal for you. Or maybe it's cleaning up the whole house in a, such a way and allow you to sit back and take time off two or three days a week from any cleaning or any work at home. <clears throat> Excuse me, whatever that might be. In a marriage, I just want to share today, basically, I'm saying a lot of different things, but just marriage is beautiful marriage is delicate but it's also very strong and one of the most powerful unions in the world it's just how we care for it through marriages nations have been built up and they've been torn down kingdoms have risen and they've fallen nations have thrived and they've succumbed and we see that even now in our nation and so through marriages there's intent. And I want to ask you, are you intentional about your marriage? Are you intentional about the needs of your spouse? You don't come into a marriage saying, I'm here to come and get, now you do this for me. No, we come into a marriage being two halves of a whole, but it doesn't mean we're perfected, but the father again is working on us together as one unit, but we come and compliment each other, <clears throat> even in ways we do not know. I say that because we're constantly growing over time. We're going to run into situations we've never experienced, just like what's happening in our economy in the last two or three years. A lot of us haven't experienced anything like this. My generation, my wife's generation, our generation have not experienced certain things that we're experiencing now. Gas going up this fast, so high. Um, you know, the economy just having such a major disruption, which is completely different from 2008. This is actually definitely compounded on multiple fronts multiple industries. There's a lot happening. It's very systematic. So when you're in a strong marriage, no matter what comes, you can fight it together. You can build together. You can thrive together and you can survive together.
So with that said, I will be quiet for today. I'm done. But just want to encourage each of you in marriage and just to be long-suffering with each other, to be patient in affliction. You know, when one's going through something, you can lift the other up, as the word says. And to seek to have a home of peace, have a home of joy. And as my wife and I like to say, a home where Jesus dwells. Till next time, God bless you guys. I pray that any of you who don't know Christ, that you would accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you would let him in, that you would just yield to him. You don't have to have a perfect prayer. You just come to him and say, Father, I need you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that you've come and died on the cross that I might be saved and that I might have life and have life more abundantly. But pour out your heart to him. Let him know that you need him, that you need help. That your life, wherever your life is right now, if things are really down and, and just seem so destructive, God himself can redeem you. Jesus stands at the door knocking, ready to come in, to sup with you and you with him. And he'll begin to change things and take care of the rest. But it starts with healing. When you have healing, you can start the stages to wholeness. And when you're whole, you can thrive and grow and be that beautiful plant that he wants you to become, that beautiful tree of righteousness. And in marriage, that's the same thing. Marriages are beautiful trees of righteousness where people, the world, can pick from its fruit. But the fruit that the world eats from and others eat from is going to depend on the type of tree you are. You can be a good tree, or you can be a tree that has rottenness, not good. The fruit is not good. It's not healthy. But we have to choose the type of life we want to live and the type of marriage we desire to have. Till next time, God bless you, thank you, and unwind.